judgment of God Oh, come
Micah 7, 15. Um, As in the days when you departed from the land of Egypt, back to when when the Lord saved you when the Lord moved on you brought you out of that that place place of wondering the place of longing the place of not knowing place where even when your back is against the wall, the place when you don't know where to turn, the Spirit of the Lord comes. comes the spirit of the Lord comes to reveal himself the spirit of the Lord comes to make himself known my back is against the wall and all I have is you turns to you. My heart knows that you are the deliverer. That you're the one, you're the one my father you are the one the one that led Israel through the sea you are the one who led them through the Jordan you are the one who leads our heart even now You're the one, you're the one who provides the miracle. You're the promise keeper. You're the faithful one. of Zion I and into Zion God my rock 
God, my Redeemer. God, my high fortress. God, my tower. Though my enemy comes against me one way, he'll have to flee seven. I want to tell you, there's a war on, a war, a war for the souls of men, epitomized in Israel. They attacked from the north out of Iraq. Attacking out of Jordan in the ancient land of Basra. Let them mobilize. And though we take heat, from every direction, I claim and I proclaim I proclaim over Israel that a remnant is rising all over the earth. Pray, church. Pray for your brothers and sisters. We take courage. Take courage. Ancient Babylon, Edom, the systems must come down. For the real Israel, the true Israel, let her rise all over the earth.
that day people will come to you from Assyria and as far as Egypt, and from Egypt as far as the Euphrates River, and from the sea coast and the mountains. The earth will become desolate because of the inhabitants have done. Shepherd your people with the shepherd's rod, the flock that belongs to you, the one who lives alone in the thicket in the midst of the pasture land. Allow them to graze in Bashan and Gilead as they did in the old days. As they did in the days when you departed from the land of Egypt. And I will show you miraculous deeds. Nations will see this and be disappointed by all their strength. They'll put their hands over their mouths and act as if they're deaf. They'll lick the dust like a snake, like serpents crawling on the ground. And they'll come trembling from their strongholds to the Lord our God. And they'll be terrified of you. There is no other God like you. You're the one who forgives sin. You're the one who pardons rebellion of those who remain among your people. And you do not remain angry forever, but you delight in showing your love. You will once again have mercy on us. You will conquer our evil deeds. You will hurl our sins into the depths of the sea. You will be loyal to Jacob. Extend your loyal love to Abraham, which you promised on oath to our ancestors. the times, the ancient times that have gone by.
Isaiah 42, 6, I am the Lord. I've called you in righteousness. I will hold you by the hand and I will watch over you. And I'll appoint you as a covenant to the people and as a light to the nations to open the blind eyes and to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. Behold the former things. The former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things. Before they begin to spring forth, I tell you about them now. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praise from the end of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and those who dwell on them, let the wilderness and its cities lift up. Lift up their voices. Let the inhabitants of Selah sing aloud. Let them shout for joy for the tops of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. For the Lord is going forth like a warrior. He's been aroused, his zeal, like a man of war. He will utter a shout. And yes, he will raise a war cry. prevails against his enemies. I've kept silent for a long time. I've kept myself still and restrained myself. But now like a woman in labor, We'll make the rivers into coastlands and dry up the ponds. I will lead the blind by a way they don't know. And in the paths they do not know, I will guide them. And I will make light. I will make the darkness into light before them. And I'll make the rugged places into plains. These things are what I will do. And I will not leave them undone. They will turn back and be utterly put to shame. The one who puts his trust in idols. And the one who says to molten images, you are our gods. Hear ye deaf and look you blind that you might see. Who is blind but my servant? Or deaf like the messenger I'm sending. Who is blind is he that is peace at peace with me. 
We're so blind as the servant of the Lord. You've seen many things, you don't observe them. Your ears are open, but none hears. The Lord was pleased for his own righteousness sake to make the law great and glorious. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will give heed and listen hereafter? mobilization the mobilization of this end time army is upon us even in the midst of when the Lord has weaned his church down to nothing it's in that moment I declare to you from the Lord that he will raise this work up He'll raise up a movement right out of the stump of Jesse. And what has appeared so uncomely, even like a branch that comes up out of dry ground, even out of the place that appears to be parsed, the Lord. would not even scoff the word of the Lord. Even the word of the Lord that came back in the 60s and the 70s of the latter rain movement. That movement is upon us. The glory of the latter house, greater than the former. Trust you, Lord. One by one. One by one. Out of the dungeons and out of the caves, out of the long seasons. For the new thing, you yourself tabernacling with men. from the north, south, east, and the west. 
As we were in this um, last week in Isaiah 43, um, I just want to recap that and then we'll move with the word into the, um, as he um, had me up all morning speaking to me about today. Isaiah 43, 18, don't, don't remember these early events. Don't recall the former events. Why? And because I mentioned this earlier that and we've, we had, the, we had the, the whole ladder rain movement. I think that it put a lot of uh, people in that day, and some of you are a part of that, in a place like this is going to happen right now. And I think that when that move of God in the, the, you know, the end time army that was coming out and the, the Jules Army mantra that was out in that day, and, and when it didn't come off in the earth and we didn't see the great end time harvest, I think so many people became discouraged. And as you know, uh, the church went through a period of charismatic renewal. And some of you are part of that. And, and, and you, may, you may remember some of those movements. It was the, uh, the shepherding movement. It was sort of frowned upon today because it was, some of you were the byproduct of that and saw the nature of that. And we saw the movement of the, uh, the apostolic movement that came into being and, and uh, you know, the restoration of fivefold ministry you know, of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, and seeing these movements come up. And then I believe we came into uh, this, what's been going on, there's uh, the prophetic and intercession move of God that's been uh, populating throughout the earth. And we, it's a major work that's come out of uh, the IHOP movement and the call to night and day prayer and, and uh, 24 seven and intercession and just how uh, important that is. I think it was like, I think it was 08, 2008 when I was in basically in a back room and I'd went into the sanctuary and uh, was listening to the Holy Spirit and had got caught up into a, like a throne room experience and it really like scared the living daylights out of me to be honest. And the throne room is like, you know, don't let anybody kid you. If, if you haven't been there, it's, it's definitely like, Okay, scary, holy. And I remember um, walking in, the, in this place in the darkness and um, these light 
cubes were going around my head and, and uh, beings were going around my body. I could feel it and I was jumping all over the place and I ran out of the uh, sanctuary. And I, I went back to this conference room, I closed the door like, you know, I'm afraid. And uh, I go in there and the Lord, he began to speak to me and he says, you know, you know, the movement of intercession and prayer and the consecration of the priesthood is a, a seven-step rite of passage. You know, I don't know what you mean. He's like, I want you to go to Leviticus. I want you to look at chapters eight and nine. And it began to like study how that they would take a priest and prepare, prepare the priest. And the Lord began to lay out these seven components of priesthood and how he had prepared a priest, and again, in Leviticus 8. And, and I remember the Lord saying to me so clearly, he says, I don't want you to get stuck in number seven, which was consecration. And he said, I want you to read it. I want you to read it now. This, again, this is 2008. I want you to read this. And it says, and they, they brought the priest in and they sanctified the priest and the priest would stay in the tent 24-7. Uh, they would put the priests in there to consecrate the priests, to prepare them, to bring them out in front of the people. And I said to the Lord, I said, you're gonna do something beyond that of consecration. He says, read the next chapter. Because um, as you know, the, the Aaronic order that's presented there, Aaron's order of priesthood is a, a type of, that came out of a, a greater order of, uh, which we call the Melchizedek order, what scripture calls the Melchizedek order. And, and I said, there's something greater than that. And, I, and I'll tell you I, what I experienced there was a sense of like, in my experience in some sort of hubris. As he said, you know, there's gonna come a day and I'm gonna gather a people together and I'm gonna consecrate a people, but I'm, my purpose is, my longing in the earth is to union myself with men. I, I want a habitation. I want a dwelling place that is built in the soul. I want a place where I can reside. And so I want to show you that there's something that's coming. And an assignment came and he says, now go prepare a, ple a people for me. Uh, you know, I, go, go get a people. And it's like, yes, sir, you know, you're the Lord. I do whatever you tell me to. Go get a people. I'm going to prepare a people uh, in righteousness and holiness and because I'm going to come and I'm going to union myself with men. I'm going to tabernacle with men. And so I want you to understand the nature of these and later on. And I've ended up writing so much on this because I ended up going through it. These six aspects of priesthood and the seventh being the consecration rite and the eighth being this this new beginning or this place of tabernacles, this place of habitation that the Lord had longed for. So last week and the week before when the Holy Spirit began to say, I'm, behold, I'm doing a new thing. And I'm sure maybe you listened to it, but behold, I'm doing a new thing. I'm going to launch into something new. And so what I'm asking for you to do is I'm wanting you to set there's seven aspects aside. I want you to forget the former things. It's time uh, for the move of the Lord in regards to this end time move, which relates to I've consecrated me a people. Now I'm going to begin. I'm going to begin to union myself with men. I'm, I'm in the process. This is what I'm after. 
I've delivered up the Passover, delivered up the Pentecost. I'm going to deliver up tabernacles. And I'm, I don't want you overly like dealing with the consecration because it was just a rite of passage into what I have planned for the uh, end time church. Um, it's just been a rite. It's a rite that many of us have had to pass through to, to be consecrated, to be made um, sanctified, if you want to say, to be um, made holy. And many of us have been through, through it. And I think that that's why it won't be like this because this move of the Lord will gather momentum. As one by one, a recognition of this clear sounding word makes sense to us. And I believe particularly charged within this house uh, under particular assignment from the Holy Spirit, charged by the Lord for this, that this move would come off the ground, um, come out of the stump really, not even out of a grassroots movement, but a, a stump of Jesse movement. Because he said to me, he's like, I, um, I don't want an, another failed attempt on this where Moses and Aaron, uh, you know, split the thing in half between the high priesthood and the royalty. I want a people who, I want a whole move of people where I've placed together in them both uh, king and high priest. I, the Lord paid for this at the cross and he's done with the whole other, I, I believe Elizabeth said this word last week that many church doors would be closing. And I said, that's exactly right. That's, that's right. And may it be. Because anything that's ironic in a sense and not combined with uh, royalty has to close because it's over. It, it is. That's why the Lord allowed the crown reaper on the earth. You know what I mean? It's called COVID-19. He allowed it to reap. Why? To bring the crown. The crown virus for the crown. You can take that however you want. I, you know, 2011, he said, I, in phase five of these phases, I'm going to introduce some of this today. He called it a crown reaper. And he's, I remember in 2018, at the end of 2018, he says, phase three is global. And I said, oh, okay. Phase three is global. All right. And he's, now phase five, crown reaper comes up. What was that? 2020? Phase five. Phase six is called taking the subterranean transit. The Lord had given me these phases. He said, these phases will culminate in the end of the age. I'm going to uh, give you something. It happens in 09, 2011. I get the phase names. And then, man, there was the crown reaper. And I said, oh, that's what you said. You said you would do this. He said, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to expose the blue and the red of the human heart. Now, I don't mean the uh, veins and the, the uh, what is it, uh, carteries. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe he's exposing everything, but I'm going to expose the right base and the left base because royalty's coming forward. We have a king coming back. And I'm going to prep the human heart. Those that allow me, I'm going to prep them for me. And so there's been this season of consecration. And, and whether you've been like alone or out of the way, some people have been like completely disconnected from the local church or pulled out from it. Long seasons of going through stuff and then brought back, I believe it was all the Lord's purposes. He's, his purpose has been because he was doing a work in us to prepare us, consecrating our hearts. Even so many people have felt so far away from him, like, where's he been? 
I mean, where, where's the Lord? And I think that many of you can bear witness to this and it'll bear witness on a big stage because that is coming. And it says uh, to me this morning, I tell you the truth of what I've said. I'm telling you, you asked me, you asked me to raise up an end time remnant. I, I'm doing it. And um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you from the Lord, he's telling me, forget the former things. Posture our heart because there's been a lot of disappointment, there's been a lot of hurt. You can't go through what the Lord's taking most of us through and then not just about just completely obliterate your person and go through some, st- I mean, you've been through some stuff. You know, and whether you're new to the Lord or not, you're new to the Lord. Like some of you are very new to the Lord, but even in that way, you've been through a long season of preparation for this work of God and this move of the Lord because he's been drying out of people, even unsaved or saved, consecrating the people that are his. Preparing, preparing a people, what? For habitation. And I mean, we've been twisting and losing hope and trying. And the Lord's like, stop it, stop it. Stop it, listen to me, forget it. Forget it, forget the former things now I'm telling you. I tell you from the Lord, 4319. The Lord said again today, last week, I'm telling you from the Lord, I'm doing a new thing. And you know, last week when this popped out on us, I said, what is it? And he's like, remember Revelation 15, 5. Remember, it says that the palace of the tent of the covenant was opened up before it swung, the doors were swung open. And I think what we did last week is um, because the Lord just came so much saying, I'm doing a new thing. And, and we looked at, I believe it was, if I remember right, we looked at Revelation 13, uh, 3, 13, 6. So the beast opened his mouth to blaspheme against God, to blaspheme both his name and what? His dwelling place, that is those who dwell in the heavens. And so uh, just like out of Revelation 15, five, the Lord, boom, in the human soul, third temple, you and I, pops open the covenant, the loyalty, the heart for him, exposing the covenant inside of us. The beast system, you know, I don't know, man, this experience is something today is like tough. It's like, it's like your enemy's coming after the people to buy them off one after, one after another. He's, he's doing everything he can. He's working every angle he's got against us, offense, tr- whatever he can do just to break apart the loyalty, that union of getting, you know, our eyes completely like integrated with his. Because it says, it says this in Daniel, it says it right there, that our enemy hates covenantal loyalty and fidelity. He hates that fidelity. He hates that loyalty of covenant, that, that courage that it takes in the human heart, the courage that rises up and worships the Lord in the middle of hostile activity, in the middle of taking heat from every direction, in the middle of pain, in the middle of offense, thinking the Lord doesn't care about me, he's not got my back, I don't know if he's even around. It's this loyalty of the human heart. The enemy hates and he's against it and he's trying to you know, buy anybody off that he can. Like distract us, he'll do anything he can to get 
anybody out of this covenant. That's what it said, this beast system. Who is he after more than anybody? The ones who dwell in the heavens. When we're taken up like we are, Stephen, Austin, Anthony, taking us up, up, up into the heavens, who does he ventilate his fury more towards? Sons and daughters, his hearts are consecrated, they're his. Who does the father, our father, examining the human heart, saying, come up with me and I'll give you me. Come on up and climb up into the heights of the heaven. He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Come on up. Don't resist. Come up into me. Yeah, but Lord, what about, what about, come on. So-and-so did this to me. I lost that because of this. I don't have that. Forget your former things. Forget it. And, and let's move into the new thing. It's just like, um, you know, like we had these events a couple years ago. Event horizon means the point of no return. We're out there on the edge with the Lord. There's no other place to go but to him. And that's where we're headed. That's, that's what's going on because I'm going to forget. I think that many times we look at the past and we're saying, yeah, but it's got this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. And the word's like, stop it, stop it. I'm telling you with bright, shining eyes, look ahead at what I'm bringing. It's a new day. It's a better day. It's, it's better than what you can imagine or think or uh, fathom. Also, last week, I believe, um, we found this the same kind of language about uh, throwing open here. I believe it was um, it was 21.3 of Revelation, and, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, the residence of God is among human beings. He will live among them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them. This very close in relationship, but just in, in us, God himself in us, running the uh, anthropological frame, <laughs> running your human body. This is what he longs for. This is, this is you know, what the Lord is after. Man, what a word from the Lord. He, uh, he just keeps telling me, he says, uh, um, the path is complete. Yeah, uh, the path is complete. Your path is complete. Um, I have highlighted this before and I, I say this today and, but I've, yeah. <laughs> sorry it's good other day um, Kara and I I had went over to um I was really hungry, so I went over to Jersey Mike's Subs. 
and I, I went in there to get a bite to eat and uh, parked the car right in front of it and I noticed this guy across the street and he, uh, he's got some kind of big thing on his leg right here and he's limps across uh, gets beside our vehicle and then he like sits down on the curb and I hear him out there yelling and stuff and, and he's blasted out of his mind and and I saw Kara coming up and approaching from the left and I thought oh, I got to get her like okay and it's safe because I didn't know the condition of this man and things and so he is out there yelling and stuff she sees him and she comes in there with me and then we go out and I went over there to talk to him, but he, he's, he, is, he, is, he is gone. And I see the youthfulness in his face, and his, um, he's got sores all over his face and really in a really bad condition. And, and I, I, I go to lay my hand on him, and I go over and I say, can you spare some money? And I've just got some money or whatever to give to him, and I go back over there and I uh, lay my hand on him and he starts to convulse or whatever and go back and I can feel his pain. He's, his pain is so horrendous, like just like screaming and yelling inside to be loved. I mean like yelling and he's blown out of his mind. He's on something. I, it's like, ah, ah, you know, and, um, and he's, you know, the tears start to come out. And I'll tell you, I'll just confess this, but I said, Lord, how, do we have the capacity to give him a new brain? Because it, unless he gets one, I think his mind's so gone. I mean, because the way he was yelling and screaming and flopping all over the place and stuff, I was like, his mind's so gone. If he doesn't get like a, if you give him a brand new brain right now, like I think he might could make it. If he doesn't get a new mind, I mean a completely new mind, I don't know how he could possibly survive. He's not going to make it. He's that far gone. I think he's blown his mind completely to bits. And um, I was sharing that with Kara this morning. I was saying, you know, I'm wondering this new move. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. And man, I just got in a car and I just about lost it, like in tears, because I'm like, how far do we go? I mean, how far does this good God go? Will, will you do it? Will you give him a new brain, Lord? Yes. Did you resurrect the mind like that, completely integrate a whole new? Yes. yes? yes. Thank you, Tom. Yes. Because when the Lord says like to me right now, I forgot what he said, something about being complete. The path is, the path is complete. Um, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. It comes to my mind that the Lord could completely like restore the human mind. It comes to my understanding that he could, he can do this. This generation needs this, right? Let's say that the Lord like set everything in order in our, in our body, like he um, made us holy and sanctified us and, and made us right before him. And then this power of the Lord could, you know, just flow 
where love is and it could just completely heal and restore, right? Because I, I'll tell you something, I, I wanna take all these phases and lay out this big, huge master blueprint that I've received from the Lord. I was planning on it today. It's really cool. I have the whole entire human development thing uh, installed on the soul. I don't mean like what Tom Gross knows or some of y'all know about a human being. I don't know, but I, he's taught me the soul. And I was like, how the soul can be completely restored, everything. And it's a, it's a whole idiosyncratic path. It's, a, it's been a 20-year journey for Karen and I of coming to a place where the Lord's like, it's done. Um, it's finished. You know, he, he had shared this with me. He's like, and, and I've been sharing this with you about a 318 or a soldier, athlete, farmer. Uh, the Lord's restorative path was to restore us prophetically, restore us as priest judge and restore the kingliness or the queenliness of, of us, restore, restore that, again, soldier, athlete, farmer, again, that prophet, priest, judge, uh, king, queen inside of humanity is a full restoration. Um, uh, we've been on this journey with him where he's like, I'm gonna restore everything that's broken. I'm gonna put it all back together right and I'm gonna raise up an end time move. I'm gonna raise up a move where I'm gonna express my life like this and uh, bring up people to complete restoration. But you know, I was thinking, when I was talking to her this morning, I was like, we can't take another thousand counseling hours. Uh, you know what I mean for restoration? I don't think we have another, well, we, I don't know, but 20 years to go through, for someone to go through a full restorative path to get ready for, you know. I think when the Lord was raising up Moses, I think the reason why I was so mad at him is because he's like, I raised you up and spent 80 years getting you ready, and now you're wanting to split the priesthood from the royalty. And uh, ah, I think the Lord's like, ah. I mean, the Lord sees it. He knows the Lord, you know, Jesus is coming. Everything. But I think it's, you, you can't, if, if you're a daddy or a mama, and you want to see your kids like get, you don't want to see them have to go through struggle, right? And I, I think the Lord, the Father's like, well, for goodness sake, I don't want to watch Another generation and another generation die. Another generation fall, uh, their carcasses fall in the wilderness again. I don't wanna see another uh, family destroyed, another family broken down. I wanna, I'm tired of it. You know, I think our father would be like that. I'm wanting to get on with something. I wanna see humanity, the, my sons and daughters brought to the fullness of what I have for them. Yeah. I'm tired of it. I think the Lord is just like tired of it, not because he's mean or something, but because he's a good father. Like I think he would rather just, let's just get on with it, right? And so um, let's get on with it, father. <laughs> let's get on with it. This is so rich what we have here in it. And I, I don't know because, you know, I'm sure many of you read Peter Lineker's word about December 8th, and I don't really know what that means, but I know that he told, he wrote this like three or, you know, he had this experience six months ago. And he says, November 14th will be a special graduation. And it's interesting that Star Child M does end on November 14th, um, 72 days. 
And then that December 8th will lead into something. And so I just want to be like, I want to be like clear today that, that would we pray as a community of what that means? Because, you know, Lineker's been right, very accurate in the past. He's not missed one prophetic word he's put on this house ever. And of course, um, and to pray for his family because they've been through it. But just that we corporately like ask the Lord and really intercede about where this is headed. I know that I've been being prepped by the Lord all week about mobilization and readiness and things. It's been going on all week. It's, uh, it's, it's been interesting. I, I share with Kara today. I said, I, I haven't even told her half the stuff the Lord said to me this week, not because I don't want to. We just haven't done that because it is of such high importance uh, what we have been brought together for and where this is going. And I know many of you may feel that and you may not know what I'm talking about, but where this is headed, how it's how the Lord has an intentionality to uh, really bring forth his name in the earth. And so I'm going to close. Uh, I had this whole practicum ready to go today. You know, what we're going to do here at the end is what I'm going to ask the Lord for. Is I'm, or I believe that he's saying to me is we're just going to do this like this. If the Lord allows the practicum next week, then I'll do it. But if he doesn't, fine. But I'm going to pray over you that what I was going to give you would just be installed into you. It's, that's the new thing. <laughs> I'm going to just ask the Holy Spirit to, this wisdom that I want to bring forth in idiosyncrasies this morning or this afternoon, I had all these little particularities and I think, I think I was probably had, I have like a, 48-hour sermon sitting inside of me, and it, I was going to try to get it done in like 45 minutes. But it's not going to happen like that. But I am going to pray. We're going to pray together, and I'm going to ask the Lord to just grant the wisdom, the what he's saying to me. And it's, it's so much, there's so many particularities and so much to it that it's like so exhaustive that It's going to take the lightning and it's going to take, it's going to take the thunderbolt. There's so much in the father. There's so much that he longs to give his children so much. Like he longs, I'm, he longs to, to give us as his children. He just loves us so much. And so, um, may let's stand together and, if you want to move forward, you can come forward. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to just, I'm going to ask the Lord to, and I know we did this, but I want you to ask the Lord if you want to, that just to put yourself in a place of receiving right now, like a cognate reception, and then um, asking him for, in this receptive place, that just asking him for this wisdom that it comes down from the Father of lights of whom there is no variable or shadow of turning. It's like an installation to just know, that you'll just know because you have him in yourself and you just know what to do about every situation and circumstances. I can't program this for you. And I don't know that I was meant to, but maybe you meant to transmit something, but that, how do I deal with this family issue? 
How do I deal with this health-related issue? How do I deal with this financial issue? You know, how am I going to deal with this and that? And, things? and this is like, all the answers are in the Father and the indwelling spirit that's in us. Everything is right there to answer this questions for all of us today. So, one thing too is is that um, ask the Holy Spirit if is there any place in me that's blocking like you being able to speak to me because sometimes we got some blind spots and dark places and we can't see them but that the Lord would remove some of that off your off of our lives like just for us to do something for us that we couldn't do for ourselves. Like, hey, I, like, I really need you in the areas that I don't know I need you in. I need you and I need you because I don't have any way to know if I do or don't. And then, and then if I'm experiencing something like where I'm, I keep running up against this thing and it's blocking me and it's creating problems for me. And I, I just want to come to you, Lord, and I just want to like, give you this part of myself, but I even want to give you the part of myself that I don't know I need to give to you. So I'm just going to hand myself over fully to you right now. You just give yourself fully over to the Holy Spirit to um, to have every part of you and just you're submitting to him because he won't impose his will on you. And sometimes we just think that the Lord just wants to, you know, he's going to come and do everything for us but really the Lord needs permission um, to operate in your life. He needs you to permit him. And so you, you really have to tell him that. You have to say, you know, I want you to, I want you to come into these areas of my heart and um, heal me. I need your restoration. And I'm gonna tell you, none of us have arrived. So. Um, I'll tell you when you know you've arrived, when the Lord splits the eastern sky. So until then, none of us have arrived. So there's your, there's your arrival, is his arrival. When he arrives, you've arrived. But that means that we all have areas that the Lord wants to bring into greater maturity and fulfillment in our lives. So we open ourselves up right now, okay? I'm opening my heart to you, Lord. This thing's been bothering me. I don't know how to put my mind around. Something's bothering me. I want you to, can you give me the wisdom or? Yes, I'm gonna put it in right now. Holy Spirit, now move all around this place and unlocking, unlocking places inside that we haven't been able to get a, um, get a, can't get our understanding around. I'm doing it right now for you, right now. I keep bumping my head up against this thing. I just need you or.
body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. the night. 